Welcome to another episode of What We Doing. It's your boy H.T. Sims, Mr. Mix, and Joffy Jofer. How you guys doing today, man? Pretty good. Pretty man, good. All right, man. All right. We got we got we got we got one today. Mr. Mix, let them know what's happening. All right. So we're gonna be talking today about a uh, local, well, gun violence in, in general and violence in our community in general. Because we had an incident, unfortunate incident that happened yesterday at uh, Sodan High School in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, according to reports, uh, three teenagers were shot and one eight-year-old girl died. Yes. At a uh, football. Uh, well, this one it was like outside a of jamboree or outside of uh, uh, the Harold's Chop Suey place, which is right, which is literally catacorner to Sodan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, it's yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. So I think the shooting occurred there, but something was going on at the actual event, and. Uh, Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, a child died. So uh, rest in peace to that to that child. We don't, we don't, I don't want to give names or anything like that, but everybody in the city kind of knows what's going on, and you can research research uh, what happened. Uh, you can Google it and kind of see what's going on and see the particulars. Um, so we wanted to talk about violence in the community in general and some of the actual solutions and kind of have this conversation. And the reason why. We wanted to have this conversation so soon after the event happened is because a lot of times people will okay. a lot of times uh people will kind of come at you um in in when things like this happen and they kind of hit you with the all of the cliche yeah yeah yeah, yeah of the cliches yeah of, you know, we got to stop this violence or St. Louis is so horrible mm -hmm. or this, that, and the third. Like, they, they, they just hit you with those, but they never, ever hit you with any, like, real live, to the, like, solutions on how we going to fix the problem. Yeah, this happened. Like, this sucked. It shouldn't have happened. It's, tra it's, it's tragic. But how do we get to some of the root causes of, of violence and what causes violence and why we have so much violence here in our city? It, you know, we, we've been known for, you know, being number one, number two on the most dangerous cities and on the murder rate. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely known for that. Yep. You feel me? And now we're trying to kind of change the image of, of our city. Some of us are, at least, you know, trying to do things to put us in a more positive light. But when we have incidents like this, we go right back to what we're known for. You see, know and, and bang, bang, shoot them up. That, you know, and we're only five years removed from Mike Brown, right? So you would think that that would be one of those catalysts where, it, 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 at the very least, we are focusing on the safety of our children. Because Mike Brown was a child in all respects when he passed. So you would think or with a city that had national news about uh, this tragic shooting that we would at least be still looking out for our children. It's just one of those things that this is normal for us, but by no means should it be normal. You know what I mean? So we, uh, one thing we like to do here is, is like say a solution. So what are we doing besides awareness is important. Awareness is always important. Bringing it up, talking about it is always important, but what, let's really get down to, why this keeps happening why we can't really get over the hump of this you know what i mean yeah uh look it was a football game okay what wound up happening is this joffy random disclaimer 
<laughs> Some dumbass brought a game, uh, a gun, to a fucking football game. They wind, he wind up doing some dumb shit. They wind up having a big fight to where the police were called. It got out of hand. So instead of people scrapping it out, somebody pick up a strap and they point at the wrong. You know, they probably point at the right person, but with no fair training, right. as usual. Right. Some, some of us like to shoot from the side, like we on the movies. Right. That shit don't work. Right. But one, two or three people who didn't have anything, probably not even anything with the fight, got hit. And this is happening every day almost. You see what I'm saying? Or every week. Somebody. 17, 17 kids have died in the last two months. Yeah. Two in, in, in this city. This, this shit. That's why I kill ch- children, kids. You know what so, I'm saying? So what we going to do today is we going to talk about, okay, why this is happening, how to fix it. You see what I'm saying? We're going to do the best that we can to come up with a solution today on what we're doing. Or just discuss solutions in general. Because, again, what we don't want to do is continue to have the same conversations of, all right, this incident happens. Everybody complains about the city. Everybody talks shit about everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, if if such and such didn't do this, if you pull your pants up, if the parents was parenting, if we want to hear all, like, people always want to go to those... Like, like I like to say, like uh, the thoughts and prayers when there's a mass suit. People always like to go to the yeah. roller decks. Right. Uh, or if those kids was in church, look, man, we got 50, 60 churches in in the you know city limits yeah. that I know. Of yeah, that really, I can name. really. So that ain't it. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, as far as parents, there are parents that are involved in their kids' life. So that that ain't it. Nope. You know. So what are, what are some of the? So think about it. Even to the parenting part, yeah. if you're do as a parent, if you're doing everything that you're supposed to do as a parent to make sure that your child has the best opportunity in life, and your child just happens to go be in the wrong place at the wrong time, how is that your fault? Right. You see what I'm saying? If you're going to a football game and your child gets hit because this person is having an issue that he can't resolve uh, without violence, and not even trained, like Joffy said, to even shoot. Like if I want to be able to, you know, pick people off, I would be trying to do just that because my issues with that person. If that if you have a child that's doing what they're supposed to do and they just happen they want to go to a football game with their peers and they get shot, how is it not it's not always the parenting? You know, no, what I'm it's not the no, parent it's, it's, it's not the parent. So the thing that I want the, the questions that I want to kind of pose is if we can be absolutely honest and real, right? What are some of the root causes of why people are violent? Especially in our city In cities like ours You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying Why are people violent Like why do people Have violent tendencies Why do people Do violent things And I was doing Some research And I kind of found A couple of things And I've always believed this So what I'm going to say May seem controversial Or you may di- disagree And if you do Please add me on anything I heard You know that. what I'm saying Like uh, this. L- uh, LD Mix um, on Instagram or or get us at uh, what we doing stl.com what we doing this uh, STL Facebook what we doing STL on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram um, I'm there I'll answer you I'll engage as long as it's an intelligent debate or, or an intelligent conversation right so one of the things that I looked up is I wanted to reverse engineer this thing so what I mean by reverse engineer this thing is I wanted to look not at why we're so violent or why there's violence happening but what do safe cities and safe countries look like Mm -hmm. so a couple of factors that kind of played into that one of the factors was the population has to be relatively small now if you look at the metropolitan area at one point in time it was said that we had between 650 and 700 people in the metropolitan area it's all the way down to like 300 
Really? Yeah. St. Louis is one of the, one of the cities that's like people people are leaving in droves. Like we're losing. Yes, like 50, that's true. That's Fifty true. to sixty thousand people that's within true. the city every year. Now in the municipalities and, and the things that are surrounding us, we're probably at nine hundred thousand, maybe one point one, one point two million in the in the St. Louis area. But just the city itself is at like three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand. That's not a lot of people for a city this size. Mm-hmm. So we 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 don't have a a huge huge population base, right? Second. Um, economics right. Economics, economics, economics And this is the angle that I want to come at you from I know people always like to say Everything ain't about money But this it, issue it's, is, it's, a, is it's fucking about money And yeah. the reason why this issue is about money Is because when you have a great economic base When you're not worrying about where your next meal is coming from mm-hmm. When you have uh, Stability within the home Due to uh, economic foundation to where you can pay your bills. You can take care of your basics. You can take care of the things that you need to take care of. You tend to not act in certain certain ways. Right. You tend to not you tend to not engage in certain activities. Those two are are directly correlated because when you see um, the third issue, which is education, mm-hmm. which is tied to economics, is the double E. You gotta you gotta have economics. You gotta have education. And the reason why education is important and is directly tied to property value yes. and it's directly tied to violence is because the higher educated, and this is just the, the numbers in the studies that I've seen, the higher a person goes within education and the higher the IQ is, the less violent tendencies that person tends to have Let, because they're more emotion, emotionally intelligent to not react and act in, in situations to where they're just acting also, out of emotion to be able to hurt people. Also, think about op- the opportunity. When you're on that path to education, you only have so much time to do so much. You're now allowing yourself to get in, yourself, in situations that can go negative. You see what I'm saying? So right. even if you get down to the opportunity of violence, a lesson when you're going for education. Right. Even with the stable ho- household, when a child can look up to his parents as stable, successful, they you know, you get to, you know, five, six when you start realizing the differences in families families and whatnot. And you wanna see how when you grow older, a lot of people want to imitate their parents. So if their parents had education and they put emphasis on education, that's what the child's going to do too. Because one thing that I, you know, I'm really grateful for doing this show. We have some wonderful guests and the uh, the young females that's been on the show have been doing phenomenal things. You know what I mean? So what were kind of the things that they had in common that had uh, emphasis on education in the household? So if we, as a community, are is having that same emphasis. Like you say, that leads to opportunities because even in Cali, you know, they, in the tech space, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. They have uh, a lot of tech uh, positions out there to be filled and they don't have enough people to fill them. Right. So even if uh, we're getting our children here to go make away from themselves, knowing that they have to give back to the community. Because another thing, look at the property uh, situation in North City, South City, in the city. There's a lot of good homes, brick homes that have so much red tape that we, we can't do anything with yeah. like was the last time you went down to the city and just seen bagels everywhere right and that, again that ties into the point that i was making about economics right e- economics and education which are tied directly to violence right because again once you have a more educated once you have a more, more educated uh citizenship with in general mm-hmm. then you're gonna have a citizenship that's active politically they're gonna be active within the community they're going to be active within their children's lives. All of those things are factors in. Now, none of these things are magic bullets. Like, right. I can't say, like, if you have a highly, highly educated 
if you have a highly, highly educated group of people, then they won't be violence because violence is human. Yeah, right. And that's what we got to get out of, too, this black-on-black crime myth. There's no such thing as black-on-black crime. There's no such thing as white-on-white crime. It's crime. Crime happens in proximity. And what proximity and what interracial means is you kill those that you are close to. So if you're in a black neighborhood, I'm not going out to a white neighborhood to kill somebody white or going to a Jewish neighborhood or going to a... Uh, uh, Native American uh, reservation to go kill them. I'm killing the person that's next to me. So if I'm killing the person that's next to me, then of course the crime stats and the stats of what you see from a city or from a community standpoint are going to be higher. So what do we do to address those things? So some of the things that we need to do as as just citizens within the community is we definitely got to bring back after school programs. We definitely have to bring back tutoring programs and we have to take advantage of the fact that St. Louis is actually one of the fastest growing tech spaces in America. That's true. That's um, true. That's the founder true. of Twitter is from here. He went to Bishop uh, mm-hmm. Burr High School, Dorsey. Dorsey is buying a lot of land and property here. There's a lot of tech organizations and companies that are opening up and as black folks are we getting involved in that right are we getting our kids involved in that because again an idle mind is the is the devil's play 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 playpen you know if you if you don't have anything that you're occupying your time with Mm -hmm. whether it be a boys and girls girls club whether it be sports whether it be educational programs like if you're not doing these things then guess what these kids are out here with not a whole hell of a lot of guidance because the flip side of this really quick the flip side of this is this when I say economics and education, let's flip it and let's talk about St. Louis. We already know at one point in time the city schools in St. Louis were unaccredited. Right. So right there the, the education was poor for a long period of time. So we raised all of these kids to go out here and try to compete with other kids who had better education and, and were able to get better opportunities than they were getting. Because again, when you go into the workforce, you're competing. You're right. You're competing with other people for a certain amount of jobs, resources, and opportunities. So if you're not the top candidate or at the top of that list, then guess what? You can't compete. If you can't compete, you become desperate. When you become desperate, you start to uh, participate in desperate uh, desperate things. Right. Because you got to feed your family. Right. So that's how you get into, you know, maybe crime, drug dealing, robbing, stealing, all of those things that people just think you do because you think you, you tough or you think you're a badass. No, it's out of desperation. It it's out is. of the fact that I can't go out and get a job that's paying anything that I need to be paid so I can support my family. So you got to look at those things. And then we, we talk about the ho- home home ownership. Mm. Now we got all these vacant houses around here. And guess what you could do in a vacant house? You Mark, can trap out of a vacant house. You can. You can do anything out of a vacant house. You can do anything out of a vacant, vacant house, house, really. And it becomes a nuisance to the city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so the city does programs to try and get you to buy these houses and fix up these houses. And people that don't look like us go in those communities and fix up those houses. And then you have gentrification. All of it is tied to education and economics. So even with it's so tied to it is not only when we talk education, we're not talking just doctors and lawyers. I'm talking about, like you say, even if you have the education of what's going on with your city as far as who owns what house, why is the Baco is like that, who's alderman in the city. That's an education to get things done. You see what I mean? You can uh, you can look, you know how to find information to make sure that A, you know what's going on around you. Two, I went A2, I went A2. A, <laughs> you know going around you. B, okay. that you know how to make sure to get these done, even if you don't have the resources. Right, you know how to at least 
get people together to try to get these things that are taken care of because you know the importance of it. And what you just said was key too, coming together. Yep. That's another thing that we have to do because in times yes. like this, we tend to blame each other because mm-hmm. we're going to blame the parents. We're going to say if the parents, if the household was better, if we were parenting better, yep. if the school system was better, if I never would have, if I never should have, if I never could have, as opposed to us three or us four or us six mm-hmm. or us 20 or us 30 saying that, look, this is not going to happen again while we're here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do everything in our power to prevent this from happening. So what can we do to prevent this from happening? Do we got to start walking our kids to the bus stop and walking our kids to school so they can see that there's a male presence there and that you ain't going to do shit to these kids do while I, we sitting here? Right. Mm-hmm. Do do you know? Do I got to volunteer at an after-school program just to talk about entrepreneurship or mentorship mm-hmm. or math, science, things of that nature? Um, I've had conversations with with. My family members with my little cousins and whatnot that are still in high school. And I said, look, you know what I'm saying? If you got any questions or you anything that you need as far as education goes, give me a call. Like You can FaceTime really? me and I'll go over your homework with you. Because what we're not going to do is we're not going to continue to do the same shit, throw you to the wolves. And then when something happens, we always got this same fucking excuse of well, what we going to do about this one. Or the city's horrible. Or I'm going to move away. And, and that's fine. If, if, if it's for the safety of your family, you should move away. Right. You should move right. to another another uh, area if that's safer for your family. But I promise you this, in, in, not, in 10 years, 10 to 15 years, the city is not going to look the way y'all think it's going to look. Yeah. And so, it's going to be completely gentrified and it's going to be completely looking different. And then people are going to come back to the city and they're not going to be able to stay in the old neighborhoods that they used to own yeah. because they're not going to own those Can't neighborhoods no yep. more. Can't afford to be in those neighborhoods anymore. It's the oldest trick in the book. The crime goes up. The property value goes down. People come in. They buy that property value at cheap. a profit, at cheap. Mm-hmm. They fix it up for a profit. They move people in that don't look like you because they perceive that that's going to bring safety to that neighborhood. Right. As opposed to providing resources to that neighborhood, which when I say resources and when we say resources, we're talking better education. Mm-hmm. We're talking more job opportunities. We're talking more um, trade-based jobs that you can train folks for so they can go out and get a job because again we've talked about it on this show everybody may not go to a four-year college but anybody can be a plumber yeah. anybody can be an electrician anybody can be a carpenter anybody can be a welder like we got to train our kids so, to get into positions like that to two points to to your two points number one when people leave st louis and go to another city for better opportunity which you know there's better opportunity what do they? What kind of research do they do to know that that that's a better opportunity, right? They go go online and see what the education is like, what the job market is like, mm-hmm. and uh, they make decisions based on that. Right. So if you're looking to move and make everything better, and you can do enough research to go to another city and see what the, the strength of that city is, why can't we do like you say, reverse engineering and apply those same principles to the city that you're already in? That's my thing. Like. That's you see what I'm talking thing. about? Like, yeah. So I know it can be done. You, it's time to get up and go. You guys get that worked out, and you, you're out of here. You, you know, you do everything you want to do. But you know you're from St. Louis. You know how we get down here. So but you can go to another place, but you, everybody still comes back home eventually. So think about the time spent that we could, you could have done applying those things to your own the, neighborhood. The, look, y'all, you can run away. Give it a couple of a, a few years. It's going to follow you. Give yeah. it time. If you don't fix the problem and run away from the problem, I understand, like Mick's saying, you need to protect your family, that's fine. Get away from that dangerous situation. But what we're trying to do here at what we're doing at STL is 
the problem's not gonna fix itself if you keep sweeping it under the rug. Is this that, gonna that's get for real? Is this gonna get to a hump? And now that it's getting to a hump, now everybody we point the fingers at each other. Now, true, true enough. What Mix is saying, economics, it does need to be set up. But a lot of us need to hold ourselves and the people that are around us accountable for dumb shit behavior. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying this because, okay, if we had a family function, by you being a male, you should already be looking around, you know what I'm saying, who looking at you, protect your area, protect your family. Now, instead of letting shit go down, I'm not saying get in the way, but I'm saying get to a point, man, to where dumb shit ain't accepted. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you... If you get to a point to where I'm not saying go save the neighborhood kids because some of us can be saved, some of us can't. Some of us stuck, some of us want to get out. You see what I'm saying? But for the kids who want to get out or for the men who want to get out, true enough, you need to, some of us need guns to protect our people and to protect what we're doing out here. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying to go back but, to those second yeah, man yeah, rights I mean, at I'm all. A two-way guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I keep smiling. But the thing is, me personally, I don't live that kind of life anymore you see what i'm saying so therefore i use it to protect my home i don't put myself in in situations to where i need a gun you see what i'm saying but to the the second part of that though right so as we are sitting here having this conversation now because we know the city is like it is it's it's safe to have you one anyway if all you're not going you don't have to put yourself in positions the way we're talking now it just takes one person to have it up to here and crack. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. let's think about one thing we, we talk about here a lot is the lack of opportunity. That's everybody's deal, lack of opportunities. Now, me, this might sound crazy, but I'm going to rock with it. I think it's not so much a lack of opportunity as a lack of wanted opportunity. I'm going to say this, right? So when the uh, with the economy so much crashed and people say they couldn't find jobs, it wasn't the fact they couldn't find jobs. They couldn't find the jobs that they wanted or were trained for, right? They wasn't ready to make the switch into whatever was going on different. So it was a big outcry of there's not enough jobs. There's jobs, but it's not what you want to do. Now, yes, St. Louis uh, does have a lack of opportunity, but we must be aware of the opportunities that are coming our way. We're getting a soccer team. Uh, with everything that comes with that, it being involved with the team uh, at certain different levels, those opportunities. As the black community, are we accepting of soccer yet? No, we are not. But we need to be because mm-hmm. it's in the city. You know what I mean? We got to get down there. Uh, there's a few people. Uh, I'm, I don't even want to talk too bad. But there's people I know that's getting closer to the, to the action because that's going to bring in a lot of revenue for the city. No, is it as classy as having classy? That's a terrible word. Is it is more prestigious, like I'm saying, to other cities to have an NFL team? No. But soccer is a worldwide international sport. Mm-hmm. So if we can support a soccer team, the kind of the type of things that we're, that's going to come in this city, we have to be ready to, to embrace those opportunities. Or even in, in, embrace and, and support the, like, we just want a Stanley Cup, so we got a hockey team yeah. here. You know, how many of our kids are we putting into hockey? And I know that's an expensive sport, and, that, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's another issue. Right. And that's what ties back to economics. A lot of these sports, you know, from baseball, because baseball takes equipment. You got to mm-hmm. buy equipment to play baseball. You got to buy equipment to, pay, uh, to play um, hockey. And mm-hmm. soccer is just expensive because you got to pay all these fees to be in all these leagues. Yeah, and they make yeah. it expensive for a reason. 
you know, because they don't, they, they do want to be exclusive in a sense. So they do want to, they exclude some of the better athletes. So some of the better athletes go to things to where they don't have to, you don't have to pay anything when you, when you play basketball. Right. You don't have to play, pay anything about 50 bucks when you play football because the equipment is already provided and we've been playing football for so long. We've been passing equipment on and down and yeah. down. Yeah, and yeah. it's such a popular sport that we invest in that. But yeah. what if we invested that same energy and effort into hockey? What mm-hmm. if we invested that same energy and effort into baseball? You know, what if we invested that same energy and effort into soccer? How many more scholarship athletes could we have? How many That's more scholar- how, how many more people could leave the, the neighborhood and come back mm. uh, with innovation and ideas and things internationally, that, that, that internationally. could help? You know, what, you know I'm what I'm saying? That could help our, our community. And to your point, to kind of kind of backtrack to your point as far as opportunities go. Look, this city. Because I've lived in a, in a bunch of different cities, and I've, I've lived in different countries. And we can even we can go macro with this thing, or we can go micro. Macro with it is the same things. Um, St. Louis is, is no different from any other major city. That's right. If mm. you don't have a strong middle class, and when I say strong middle class, I mean people who are making a good amount of money between fifty to $100,000 a year mm-hmm. that are able to provide for their families day in and day out. Now, how do you make between fifty to a hundred thousand a year, well easy. You probably gonna need a four year degree or you're gonna need a two year certification or some type of certification that pays you to make between forty and fifty thousand a year. You're probably gonna have to be with somebody else, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife that makes that as well. Mm. Because again, two parent households is is a thing. I know that the divorce rate is fifty percent and I know that a lot of that has to do with economics because 50% of marriages fail because of, of money. Yep. Because, because yep. of money. Yep. So imagine yep. if you got your money right. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you got your money right, then you can get, you can get the love game right. You can raise your kids in a, in, a, in a loving environment. You can go and get the therapy that we all fucking need. Yeah. So you, can, so you can fight these mental health demons because that's another stigma that we have within the hood. We never go to see, see therapists and seek therapy for all this fucking trauma that we have. And... Guess where you can get uh, health insurance at your job or yeah. your career yeah, yeah. that you have. Yeah, yeah. So if you take advantage of the health insurance, you go and get your mind right. You go and do the things that you need to do. And we said this off air, but I'm going to say it on air. Some of us may need to stay with each other. Yeah. You might need to get you a roommate or two. Like if you yeah. only making twenty, twenty five thousand a year or thirty, thirty five thousand a year, you might want to get with your cousin, auntie, uncle, yep. best friend I, I know I and did say, it. Hey, we're gonna stay together for a little bit, like not forever. Nope. We're gonna go in on a year lease together. Mm-hmm. And in this year lease, we're gonna stack X amount of money. Once I stack this money, then I'm gonna go get my own joint. And so, then we gonna so, so such and such gonna stay with me because other communities do it. The yeah. Mexican community yeah. comes yeah. here and do yeah. it. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, Bosnians would, would come here on the south side and do it. Uh, Arabic community would, would do it. Because, again, if you combine your resources about unity, mm. if you combine your resources, the more money that you have, the more money that you can save, the more economic power that you have. Now you have resources. And those kids in those communities, guess what they have? They have adult supervision. That's, that's because true. there's more than one that's fucking true. adult within the household. So now you're not paying 16, 17, 18, a fucking month for childcare so you can go and work because a lot of people don't do it because they don't want to pay the childcare costs. You actually got a family member there that can watch the kids and y'all can watch the kids in shifts, save that money, keep that money within the household, and then you can do some things with that money because again, econ- life, right? economics yeah. and education, I'm going to foot stomp that shit until I leave this motherfucker because again every place that I've looked at country wise and city wise and state wise if you have a strong middle class if you're economically empowered 
if you have an educational system that is working for that for that community, then you have less violence. The things are tied directly together. So check it. So check it. Another thing we talk about because it does start in the home. Everything starts in the home. One thing we all we had we said and talked about when we got all got kicked out the house the first time. Uh, first and only time for a lot of us. But one thing that we have to kind of embrace and settle up for is and, and this is come from personal experience when i uh, live with my aunt uh around 17 18 we have to get to a point where we have to stop kicking our kids out when they're not truly ready true facts you know what i'm saying i know it sounds terrible to everybody want to get to their pre-kid life i guess you know what i mean when they could just hang out and kick it and so it's at 18 and some you know it's all based on the child or the person you know some people's going to take longer than others Especially, even if you're going to, uh, you know, you're going through an educational program that might take you four or six years. Being able to come back home and reset does a lot for your your, pro- your progression. But having a dead set 18 and your out move is tough. Very tough. It, it's very tough, especially when anything can happen. And that you turn 18, now it's like, now what I want to do? Like, how I'm going to do this? And it's a work and go to school. That's still tough because one is going to outweigh the other and now you're fighting that battle. So, right. even if you saying that you want the child to chip in. There's ways. If we educate ourselves on our taxes, to have a family home business that operates out of the house, where your child's presence in the house can chip into the, its overall success. Or you set or you mm-hmm. set terms. Yep. I'm not saying that that grown ass ain't got it. Once you turn 18, you ain't got to kick in on the bills or pay rent. Right. Like, like, Hey, what whatever the lease bill is, it mm-hmm. could be the trash bill, it could be the sewer bill. Yep. You could say, hey, yeah, you can say, yep. hey, these are the two bills you're gonna pay until you get out the house. Yep. Or you can have a certain amount that you have to have saved. All right, you can stay here, but I'm gonna take a certain amount of money from you, like while you work or while you go to school, I'm gonna take a certain amount of money for you because I'm gonna stack this money for you. Because yep. when you get to when you graduate college or if you get to your sophomore year or senior year, you got this amount of money, you can go out and get your apartment. And go out and get you a whip and go out and start your life and you're not starting your life on your ass right. you're starting your life with something now true indeed most of us that got you know kicked out the house or left the you know fell off the porch or, or, or hopped off the porch but, yeah. you know what I'm saying relatively early we kind of grew up quick and we learned some of those lessons that you gotta learn as an adult you know what I'm saying yeah, faster but, than other people did but in true. these times specifically when a lot is tied to your money and a lot is tied to economic empowerment because in this in these times especially in america america is shrinking the middle class tremendously and yeah. i don't know if people yeah. are noticing that yeah that it's about to be two it's about to be two classes rich and poor yeah either you're gonna be mega rich or you're gonna be mega poor one mm-hmm. of the two they're not gonna be too much of a middle ground because again that's the way that things are going. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poor. So you gotta educate yourself, and we gonna try and educate you and Look, put you in directions to where you can be successful, man. Think, I, I got another solution mm-hmm. also, and to Mr. Mix's uh, economic empowerment unity. Yo, so Ask check it out. A question. How many, when you go to prison, if anybody ever's been to prison, why are there so many damn black gangs? It's only one white gang. It's only one Cambodian game. Cambodian. Why is it the Bloods, the Crips, the Black Gorilla family, the Bam, the Bam? No. So that's... one game, and the same thing here outside. Everybody should be looking out for each other. So, you, did y'all see that one clip? Uh, I forget the name, but he just put out like a public service announcement to all the cats out in uh, California. He was saying that when I was out there, wasn't no 
bigger game banger than me. I was on on site all the time. I didn't put in big work. But now look, look, look where I'm at. See, I, I got bloods on this side. I got blood on this side. When I walk out these doors, we look out for each other out here. And I was out there. I would have saw them on site and knocked them off. You know what I mean? So when we talk about you know unity, look at look at Nip's death and how it is bringing unified, it, yeah. unified. Like if the Bloods and Crip can sit there and look at each other, like you know what, this really don't make no sense because we out here doing like this. But one of your favorite tracks is Nip featuring YG or YG featuring Nip or K Drug picture. Like they don't. The the best music has come out of there. So if we t- look at that as hey, look at the very least. We have to be looking out for our own all the time. Like you say, how does the gun get in there in the first place? Who Who is with this man when he made the decision to, to go out there? You know what I mean? Did he didn't, no man. That was a boy. Excuse, that person, yeah. In order for you to be a man and you get taught a certain type of way, now, you want to be a gangster, learn how to be a gangster from a man, a successful man. Not just any dude that's on the street who's right next to me. So, so I mean, even check, check this out. The way... People do the way people communicate. Even if you have, like the way we got together, and we're trying to get our message out. The way we sit this, put this together. Like if you have, you know, a group of kids, you know, cousins, whatever, they come over, give them projects like this to do. Like yes, we doing it. But if they getting together, they got some they working towards. They can get somewhere. <coughs> Everybody's not gonna sit up and play twenty four hours worth of Fortnite to get over the top. You know what I'm saying? That's not the case. But opportunity to do other things. So to quote. You know, a great book and a great man that wrote that book, the author, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. Mm. You know, um, unfortunately, racism is a team sport. Yeah. So y'all got to learn how to play play only the team that you that you were born to, mm-hmm. and and the people who don't do it the most is is black folks. We tend to not play for the for the team that we were born to, and and it's obvious. Whose team you on? Who, yep. who, who squad you with? Yep. You know, you the darker. Your hue is darker. You know what I'm saying? The first thing we want to do is do Cap versus J, or this versus that, or this. Yeah, like man. we love to do the competition. Yeah. And, and I am not. I am not against competition. Don't don't get that twisted. I am not against competition mm. at all. Competition is good because iron sharpened iron man sharpened man. But what I'm saying is, is that with all of this going on, as far as the violence is concerned. With all of this going on as far as our kids being killed and all of these things happening in St. Louis, imagine if we came together and we collectively said, this shit ain't going to happen no more. And this shit, not only is this shit ain't going to happen no more, if it happens, mm-hmm. here's the consequences of when it does happen. Right. So, like, if it happens, you ain't got to worry about the police coming to see you. I'm going to come see you. So check this out. So let's, 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 uh, let's approach the glorification of this type of stuff anyway, right? Okay. All right, so... If you listen to this, hopefully you listen to it through uh, what we do on STL.com. It's also a radio station. And on this radio station, we put the music of our culture from all from all time. The whole while. So you get, and one time me and Mix was sitting there listening to it, and Master P came on, and he was saying that, who cares if I kill another ghetto nigga? Like, that was the jam back then, but now it's like, hey, uh, yeah. that's tough business, bro. And I can sit here, and I can word for word, 90% of all the no limit, everything, right? But do I want that action out here in these streets? No. Mm. No. So these kids are seeing stuff like this, like even in uh, Louisiana. You know how it go down there. The murdering is a... When they was the number one per capita, that gets glorified. You make money off that. So if I here in St. Louis where they're always pushing 
the crime pushing how tough we are. A lot of people take that in itself as respect and trying to prove something. And that's clown shit. That like, is clown shit. And that's clown shit because even with the so even with gangster rap, and we can just call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. I like I listen to gangster rap. Yeah, I no enjoy doubt. gangster rap. But I look at it from uh, from a different lens. Mm-hmm. I look at it from a lens of how I grew up and who I grew up around and the men that I grew up around with that was actually doing and participating in that. Yeah. The last thing they would do is be caught on the record. Like right, the biggest thing right. that they were do like they were they were handling their business actually in the street, however they chose to handle their business. That's between them and their maker and, and the law if they caught them. You know what I'm saying? So I looked at it from a I always looked at it from an entertainment standpoint. Yeah. I never looked at it from a a guideline standpoint from a from a place of this is what I should do. Or I should right. try and be like Ice Cube. Or I should try and be like Easy E. Or I should try and be like Scarface. No. Because when they were kind of spitting their language and, and, and spitting their message, they were kind of within their, their language and the, within the things that they were saying, they were saying like, look, man, there, there's pros and there's cons yeah. to shit. Like, yeah, there's yeah. consequences to every yeah. fucking thing that you do. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Pimp so, the other side of selling dope and out here running the street. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he was all, they were always giving you the, the other side of things So when we are kind of saying The glorification of, of gangster rap Or the glorification of, of violence And things of that nature Yes, I look at that as an issue But I think that that's a, a Just likely scapegoat that we love to do Because no, we don't like true. to talk Because we don't like to true. talk about the real shit That we got to talk about Like We don't want to like to talk about the fact that If we don't have black men in the household Because of mass incarceration mm. And you have a uh, you left a mother to raise four boys by themselves, and they never had any male influence. Then they were looking for their influence in anything that they could find. So they were looking for any type of man that they can find. And even if that was a bad man, he was still a man, yeah. and he still gave me yeah. guidance, and he still gave me some type of something to look up to. Yep. And then I ended up emulating what I thought success looked like because that's another point that I want to make. A lot of times in this city. We do what we think is successful. Mm-hmm. A lot of women go into the nursing field in this city because they see nurses as successful. Nurses make money. Nurse, there's there's hospitals all around. Teaching got, colleges. Yeah. You, you got CNAs. You got, you know, you got RNs. You got all these different nursing professions. So, of course, women are going to go into nursing. You know, you got men that go into maybe construction or certain mm-hmm. career fields because they see that that is successful. You're going to look for the success in your community and the people that are doing the things that you want to do. And you're going to say, he's being successful doing that. So I want to do it. So if a person's out here making street money or in the street and doing their thing in the street, then yes, a kid may see that and go, yo, I'm trying to do that. I'm right. trying to drive what he drive. I'm trying to fuck who he fucking with. I'm trying to have this on my wrist. I'm trying to do X, Y, Z, and one, two, three. But the thing is, is we have to do a better job of showing all a hey, all sides of that game, which is it ain't sweet. No. And, and nine times out of ten, it ends in tragedy. So t- two, we got to show that the everyday man. The everyday working man is also successful because a lot of times we leave, we move out into the county, we move out, we move away, and you don't get to see us, you know, pull up to our houses, mm-hmm. pull up with our cars, pull up with our shit, and see that you can be successful doing something other than being in the street. See, to the point about, you know, back to the, the music of the whole thing and the glorification of it, I mean, to everything that you said, but at the same time, it's like, like you say, with Scarface and with Pac and with Pimp, they always spoke on the other side of it. Today's kids aren't speaking on the other side of it. They, they're they always, the point to the other side of the, what they're doing is always the real tragedy, right? Your, uh, your ex, 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 whatever, uh, 
no disrespect, I didn't know the guy's name. Uh, him getting killed. We just lost a nip, even though he was speaking on both sides. But how many of these guys that's out here that's really pumping in these kids is, is speaking both sides of the game or even know both sides of the game? You see what I'm saying? But that's the thing. When you when you have these kids out here listening to things with no guidance, when when they're listening to when they're listening to the music and there's nobody to guide them, like mm. I actually had real live OGs in my life to tell me what was real and what was fake. Mm-hmm. Like silence. First and foremost, anybody who's in this lifestyle ain't gonna talk about it. Right. And you're not supposed to know they in this life. Right. That's the first thing they told me. You, I, I'm gonna keep a job. I'm gonna keep a nine to five. You ain't never gonna know I'm doing what I'm doing. That's and right. You should never, and you should never know that I'm doing what I'm doing if I'm doing it correctly. Yes. Because I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for glory. Or I'm not doing this to be seen. I'm doing this so I can provide something better for you because I, you ain't supposed to do this. Right. You ain't right. supposed to go right. through the shit that I went through. I may have had to go this life or I may have had to go this route, but you ain't supposed to go this route. You supposed to do something different because you smart or you athletic or you this or you that. Those were the lessons that I was given and I was told by motherfuckers who real life was in the sh- like they ain't got shit to prove to nobody. Right. Was real life doing what they was doing. They so if, so if that's the case, then we don't have enough OGs giving motherfuckers real game to know that, dog, you know that shit he's talking about on the record, he's not doing, right? Like, you know you know that's not real, right? You know this is what's really happening. This is These are the people that's really, you know, because when indictments come down, whether it be BMF, whether it be, you know, the shit that was surrounded with the clips, the shit that happened, like when indictments come down and motherfuckers go to jail around those camps or... Or six nine. Six nine, that's right. That's right. The rapper six, the rapper, rapper never goes to jail. Anybody ever notice that? Anybody ever notice mm-hmm. that anytime the indictments come down, the rapper never goes to jail. Nope. That, that's, that's the rapper never goes to jail. But the but the real niggas that was behind the rappers yeah. go and get motherfucking fifty nine life sentences. He, and he was the one spitting about it on the record. So either one or two things. Either he was spitting about it and he wasn't doing it because he's no smarter. Right. He's no smarter than the mastermind who was actually running this shit. But again, if you if you got kids out here that are impressionable and, and it goes back to them having guidance and that guidance goes back to us building stronger family units to what we talking to these kids. Because anytime that you think that picking up a gun makes you tough, that's, that, that's, that's the yeah, wrong shit. No, like yeah. picking up a gun ain't I'm never. Gonna tell you, you I'm going to tell you what's really real. You will be a bitch with it. You will be a bitch without it. I'm going to tell you what's really real. I'm going to tell you what's really real. Shooting a gun. Yeah, it's an adrenaline rush. You got to know what you're doing if you're in that situation. I do on guns. But there is nothing like hitting a mother de- motherfucking dead in this shit and him dropping the ground. That's there is nothing do. more like that right there. That's a yes. different type of feeling. And and when he get up and he knows you, that you know that's happened you to you, no matter what happens in life, when you see me, I, you know for a fact I cleaned your clock, dog. That's a whole different feeling. I, I don't understand why. I think Jada spoke about that earlier. He's like they, uh, these cats get fake to get hit in their face, but that's one thing. At least as a a man coming up, I was just talking. I was talking to a coworker yesterday, and I said, "Man, the best thing that can happen to you as a kid really is getting punched in your face for two reasons. One, that lets you know right then there's consequences for your actions. Boom. Two, you can get past. Two, let you know it ain't that bad. It'd be all right. So stand up for your shit, and if you get punched for it, at least you stood up for it and keep it moving. This how this goes." Me and Mix, we get into it. Now, we older people who would go outside and follow the rock. Me and, me and HT, we got to. We'll go outside and follow. We older folks. We know how to talk it or walk it out. 
you're not emotionally DJ strong. DJ But what I was trying to say these days, the game is the game has changed now. Instead of okay, but I'm gonna do something to you. I'm gonna do it. Nah, these days they're gonna call these people to do something to you. See what that, yeah. That, that, and to your point, a lot of this shit is based off emotion. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of this, a lot of yeah. this shit is. A lot of the incidents that I hear about and a lot of the shit that like people get really like enraged about when they talk about the kids being killed and this, that, and the third, like that was not the intention. The intention was I got into it with somebody and when I got into it with somebody, I start spraying. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't mean to shoot, you know, this six year old, seven year old, eight year old. Or maybe I was high, or maybe I was off off a pill or off some shit. Because that's another yeah. thing that you yeah. gotta look at. Yeah. A lot of these motherfuckers out here have you know have Both dope have dope fiends. Yeah. yeah. So you got dope fiends out here who who thinking they super gangster now, and that's a badass combination where you got somebody high with a gun. No doubt. So so right. So they're no not doubt. thinking about they ain't got ain't no rules and regulations when it comes to that. They shooting everything up and then they the chips let the chips fall where they may. You feel what I'm saying? So that's another fucked up scenario that we have within the, within the city. And I'm not saying that we don't. All I'm saying is we got to look at some of these root causes. And we got to say, hey, how are we going to economically empower ourselves? How are we going to educate each other on the things that we need to educate each other on to uplift the community? When are we going to start buying property and land, putting business around that property and land, and setting up businesses that support that community so we don't have these things happening? And are we going to operate within a code of conduct as men and as adults Mm -hmm. and say, look, if you do this shit to a child, I'm doing this shit to you. Because if you do Mm -hmm. this shit to my... And I don't have children. I I just have nieces and nephews. Yep. God bless you if you touch them. God bless really, you. Touch really, God really, you. really. Because it, it it will be what it it will be what it will be. I sit in the cell with a smile on my face. And the thing about the it is, I'm gonna know that is you. I'm not gonna go spraying. I'm gonna know it's you. I'm gonna know how to get right to where I'm going. Yeah, I'm and that's the difference. And that I, is the difference. I know exactly where I'm going. I'm not gonna put anybody else with life in uh-uh. danger. No, no, no. Because did nobody it ain't yeah, had nothing to do, do with nobody, nobody else. else. Had to do what you, you. did. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Had to do what you did. So we gonna we gonna go handle you. And again, this ain't. I ain't the morality of police and need, and no. nor either all three of us. No, are. not at all. I'm not, not in here telling all. you what you should and what you what you shouldn't do. What I'm telling you is is the rules and regulations and morals and principles that I was raised with is that if you touch if you touch my family, the innocent should not be touched. That's what That's I was right. raised with. That's the right. The innocent does not get touched. Right. If you doing what you doing, you supposed to do that to the person that did that to you. Yep. No, no, you know, no women, no children. What we doing? No women, no children. What, what the fuck we are we doing, doing out here? So that, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what what, what do you mean? We killing kids? Like, we killing kids out here? Come on, you, man! You a whole, you like, I can't. You, you can't no ju- strikes for that. You, you can't justify that. You that, a all time sucker for, for real for that shit. You you can't justify that in any way, in any way. So there, that's a terrible way to make news and be proud of. So if you were one of those people that's proud of the crime in the city, which well, I don't know why, but okay. At this point, you still got to say, all right, this is too much. Eight year eight years old. Then you have a chance at life, really. Nope. At all. That's why I'm disaffiliated. You know what I mean? Not even have a chance in life. You see, what kind of decisions does that eight-year-old make to suffer those consequences? It's, it's none. So if we if we looking at this as we all we just all accounted for here, we gotta make sure at the very least, because I've heard a few people talk, and I you know I agree for the most part. We at the very least we all at we got to make sure that we're always trying to create an opportunity for some for someone. 
at all times. If, if you don't do anything, but I know life gets busy. Everybody's trying to live. But if you are at any part of your life able to create an opportunity for someone to do something different in, in your city, this is St. Louis. I mean, if you can go across the country, do that's great too. But if you can do it in your city, you're helping. And you're doing something to, so we can just stop talking. We move forward to try to get this thing knocked out because this, I don't want. So when we talk about PTSD and when you go around the, the, the country and talk about where you're from, there's no way that I want to be from a city where kids dying is normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like acceptable and justifiable. Look, we were talking about this, yeah. And I'm going to go back to this. We allow a certain shit in our neighborhood to happen. I'm saying this, the oversaturation of liquor stores in our neighborhood, sometimes it can bring certain traffics and it can have a person emotional who don't need to be emotional. And then they might have something that some of us, we when we go through things, we get it off our chest immediately. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Some of us hold the bullshit until it ball up, then we get some liquid courage, or we get some some uh, some, some field courage, whatever you want to call it. And then we pump ourselves up and we out here riding and doing dumb shit. So I'm saying this because the oversaturation of liquor stores on the service agreements is a problem in our neighborhood that we can fix. It's only supposed to be so many liquor stores in this in a county or a city. Okay. So with that, then the challenge becomes what's the counterbalance? What's the what's the what's the? Because for every action, it needs to be an equal yeah, and opposite I'm, reaction. Right. So the action is we got a bunch of we got a bunch of liquor stores out here. We got a bunch of you know young 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 people out here that's lost. You know, with, with pistols and, and no guidance. You know what what is the what is the counter at what what are we gonna do so, to change to change that? Because again, if for every liquor store that's being open. What are you going to open in, in, to, to compete with that liquor Okay, store? so let's go down to the root cause of that right there. All right, so these are the oversaturation of liquor stores. That's the most accessible thing that people get their hands on. Don't forget this cannabis thing is coming, right? So if we are supplanting liquor stores with cannabis shops, I'm telling you that's going to change the vibe of the whole city. Because it's not too – it'll slow it down. It's not – look at the crime rate and let's – did you, on your list, mix. Uh, did you see Denver and uh, a place like that, Colorado, that is fully legal? The crime rate goes down. Like you're not gonna get yeah. Seattle, it, Washington, uh, Denver. The crime rate is not as high as places where uh, more harsher drugs are, are prevalent, mm-hmm. like Baltimore and St. Louis. Like you say, to, to your point though, Jocky, some people are not supposed to get mad and go get a bottle of gin. That is gonna it's gonna it's end bad. bad. It's bad. But if and, they can go and in, not only that, if not not only that. If they get mad and they already have mental health issues exactly. that's untreated, exactly. and then they go and get a gun or they go and get because again, guys, I don't think people realize when you can kill without feeling, you're a sociopath. Yeah. When you kill for pleasure, you're a psychopath. Like these are these are medical conditions. Mm-hmm. So when you can kill when you when you can kill with no emotion, you are a sociopath. When you have no emotion off off the pain that you inflict on other people, you are a sociopath. When you when you get pleasure and joy from seeing people hurt, you are a psychopath. These are things these are things that are are mental health conditions. You have a problem. So you do have those people that are in these type of communities, not because we breed them or not because we're born this way, right. because you have people that have mental health issues that are untreated because trauma 
manifest itself into these things because you go numb after you get so much trauma. And once you go numb, then you can do anything to anybody yeah. because again, if I don't care about my life, I don't give a fuck about yours. So now you have now you have kids and people that don't have the reasoning skills and don't have the skills that are necessary to make good decisions walking around here with no feeling. No feeling. And you put a gun in their hand and yeah. you say and, and you put emotion, emotionally charged situation in there to say, man, somebody just killed your homeboy the other day. What what the fuck you gonna do about that? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and I'm going to do to you what you did to me because I'm going to make you feel the pain that I felt. Right. I'm going to make right. you feel the pain that I felt. So right. what it is and what the root cause is, gentlemen, is this city is, has a lot of pain and a lot of tragedy that ha- hasn't been dealt with. So yep. a lot of people are walking around hurt. A lot of people walking around hurt. I mean, they're not walking around tough. They're walking around hurt. And they're doing things that hurt people do, abusing themselves, mm-hmm. abusing their body, abusing drugs. Hurting other people yep. All of those things That people are doing Like a lot of times People may say Like when they come to the city Like man This ain't like Everybody mad Or everybody got an attitude Because it's pain It's trauma And until we deal With that pain and trauma You know I say this All the time man Man the hood Need resources and therapy You're right Yeah Man the That's hood Need resources and, and this is American mm-hmm. Fuck fuck Just St. Louis This is American The hood need resources And therapy You get folks resources You get folks therapy You gonna have a bet You gonna have a better community that, that's the first And we time. already behind the eight ball And that's what we don't realize Like we already behind other communities When it comes to this shit Because we talked about this A lot of times in the Jewish community And white communities You'll have a therapist When you're 11 and 12 that's years right. old We don't get therapy Until something's really, 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 really fucking wrong Sometimes it's court you know, mandated Right Mandated the, the, Our marriage is about to end yeah. Now we go to therapy um, Lil John John did something in school Now he go to therapy yeah. Lil, Lil Ray Ray did something Now he go to therapy Instead of just going To get a mental health checkup To say hey How you doing today mm. Just somebody to talk to you And find out what your mental health state is To get you right And then Do you have the resources To to even Get these kids The help that they need Cause then you got kids out here Parenting themselves Like it's not just that's one true thing That's true too Oh and that's true It's too. not just one thing And that's my whole point Like it's a bunch of different things, but until we start to attack root causes and stop saying shit like we can pray this away or stop saying shit like if everybody went to church and stop saying shit like we don't need this and we don't need that, bro, we need resources. We need we need economic empowerment. We need, and, and really and truly something we can do today, we need safe spaces. That's true, too. Like, we need businesses that say, look, mm-hmm. all that shit y'all got going on out here, mm-hmm. you can't do it in here. That's right. That's, yeah. Yeah. Can't do it in here. I think every spot in the community should be a safe space. You got see, certain spots where you can do your dumb shit, but the community as a whole should be like, okay, I'm gonna watch out for my neighbor. You gonna watch out for me. I'm not accepting certain shit. Ain't gonna be no little youngsters fighting on my block. Ain't gonna be no dumb shit. Carry that shit up the road. See, and that's and that's so crucial as far as you say safe spaces. But with everybody either doing one thing. Stay in the house or whatever recreation they do or getting out to go crazy. You know what I mean? So when when people leave the house now, it's usually to be have a good time, get you know, however they get it and things can go wrong. Or to do something wrong. Because a lot of things we are so embedded in the home. Everything's embedded in the home. I think we lose trust in ourselves because even to ourselves, if we spend a lot of time at home, we're only seeing our own people in a certain light. That because we're at the house, we're going on Facebook, we're you know watching the news instead of getting out there and engaging and feeling the energy of your own folks. I think that's a lot of, of <coughs> deal. We got to get out, just get out more. Period. Yeah. 
so we can be fo be more familiar with each other, see see each other's faces, and know each other's faces. Just not on Facebook. Just get out more and be more engaged. Just right, get randomly. The, yeah, get into the community. What happened to Black Night Out? What happened to that? I remember a long time ago in the summertime. We used to have. Yeah. My grand. My grandma's. My grandma was uh, the second week of August, every summer. You know what I mean? But. Now, those are the same people that was voting for the Alderman to keep that going. You know what I mean? You think the kids that was coming up was looking at that saying, you know what? How, not knowing the process of keeping that block night going, who to talk to to keep it going, how to get the city down there to block off your street, whatever, this, that, nothing. Yeah, you got to keep – it has to be one of those things that I think we learned a lot of things this past week <coughs> that we just got to make sure we keep an eye on like we did a couple shows. Are we paying attention? Because it, we're not paying attention to each other or we're looking at each other in a small light. But kids don't have to die because of our negligence. Right. That's and what that's, I'm saying. Look, if you're going to be a shooter, practice, man. Don't, don't go like I'm emotionally. Like, I can't stand an emotional man. Two, it's tougher for the guy who gets his ass up, goes to work, makes it on time, deal with all the emotional and dumb shit that people have to do with at work than a guy on the street doing whatever you got to do to do there's a lot more you got to be emotionally strong and mentally strong but we got that that has to be nurtured this street has think, to be nurtured I, though uh, i think at a, at a but you just said something that's uh taboo within the black community as well and we need to talk about really quick because we don't want to be the dead horse but uh gun training gun gun, gun control yes gun training yeah like a lot of times growing up um you know, I, I work with, you know, different different people from different walks of life. And with their kids, they'll take their kids to the range at fucking 12 years old, 13 years old. So they yeah. can properly use the yep. weapon. Yep. Even so you're not scared of the weapon that you need to use. So when you have a force that and, and a group of people that know how to use a weapon properly, you know what I'm saying? Know how to load and unload. Know how to safely, uh, you know post a weapon or take care of a weapon if a weapon's been if a weapon's been um kind of you know presented to them or, mm. or something has happened because a lot of times we we get this this kind of thought process on guns and we say guns is a bad thing and it's like no, no. the gun ain't got shit to do with bad or good the gun is a weapon it is a tool yep. so how you use this tool makes it good or bad I so learn how to use the tool yep. learn how to have it in your house and to, you know, show your kids, hey, this is where it's at. If 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 ever, this is how you use it. This, you know, anything you point so, at, you point at center mass, you point to kill. This is the front sight. This is a firing pin. This is how you take it apart. This is the maintenance on it. And if this you want how to clean and it, you want to get so the, so if you want to get the urge to shoot it, tell me. We'll go out and shoot it. Yeah, Don't we'll, sneak around the house with your friends playing with it. This, uh, that, and the other. We go out. Yeah, we'll go out. We'll, we'll fire the weapon. I'll show you how to use the weapon, how to properly use the weapon, how to safely mm. use the weapon. Things, things of that nature. Because, again, in our community, we... We just look at guns as just like just this horrible, oh, it's the guns. It's, no. And not to say that gun control is not a problem because I do want, you know, universal background checks and, and things yeah. of that nature. Th those are the things that I want. I don't want you to take my guns and no. I'm going to give them to you. I, nope. But I do want, you know, anybody that has one to have had at least a competency check or a mental health check to make sure that they're sane enough to utilize it. That's yep. just me. That's just my little political talk for one-on-one. -on -one. But I think we need to get more into teaching our, our kids, our, our, our sons and daughters, how to handle weapons and handle weapons the proper way so they won't be scared of them and they will, will know how to utilize them if ever the situation arises and they need to. And, how about and, this, 
how about teach them in the fundamentals of life? All right, teach them how to use guns. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, yo, I'm gonna tell you something. I there's a certain show, yo. There's a certain show on the History Channel uh, where they put these people out into the wilderness and then they can come bring ten eyes with if you aware of the show. Great, if not, I'm not gonna say the name. But when they talk about what they was doing as kids, like being able to hunt skin a, a animal use the pelt and stuff like that uh how to what not to eat on the animal uh how to fry it, how to cook it how to fish these are the people that feel so comfortable in their survival training that they're willing to go out into any type of terrain and try to survive for as long as they can in this competition so this is gonna sound terrible but we make a bet on this show at work every season to see who's gonna win and they give take them at 10 uh contestants this is going to sound terrible, but my rule number one on that show is when you pick a somebody to survive that, don't pick the black dude. He's not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, he's just not going to make it. Like, And I and, and they looking at it like, well, I'm telling you, he his environment, because they be in Patagonia, uh, Antarctica, stuff like that, and Antarctica now. And I'm telling, so I'm telling you, he is not from a background that's going to be conducive to him uh, surviving like this. Uh, even then... The person, the, the black dude, always got the same setup. It sounds terrible, I know this, but it's a point to a real point. 90% of us, you get us in a situation where we have to just know the land, know how to hunt, we're going to fail. To the point where if I'm putting money on it, I can't. No, I should be able to look at the black dude like, all right, he'll make it. I, I know he's not. I, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you he's not. And I don't even want to sound, I know that sounds crazy, but I've watched six seasons and stuff, and it's always rang true. Yeah, that's but that's for real. You got the right goal and the right guidance. You see what I'm saying? And the right person putting you in the right direction, saying, "Hey, this shit right here, that's some bullshit." If it was great, then it'd be old folks out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bullshit. Yeah. You see, young folks. That's a good one. That's a good one. On the great, on the on the top surface, it looks great. But what grows grass? Shit. Okay. <laughs> shit on the bottom. Of so. If you get the chance to talk to a person who's been in the clinic for real, they might grow up and they might be real good people. But what winds up happening, they get put into a system or they, they get to think where like they believe a certain thing in their head. And they get put to a system, they get used up or chewed up, they get off the system. Some of us are stuck, but some of us are just appreciative of getting away from that hell situation. You see what I'm saying? That's in all prison. Some of us can learn, you know what I'm saying, about somebody telling them. Some of us got to go through it. Yeah, no doubt. And agree. So, yo, this has been another episode of what we're doing. Yo, I hope that at the very least that you get uh, get some for Because I'm, I think the number one goal here is I'm sick of this shit. Like I'm sick of it. Like I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, and I, that's one of the reasons why. I, I, I'm glad you brothers come do this with me every week and try to put your folks in this because I feel like this in itself is a way to show there's another way to at least create opportunity. Whether we hit the top or the bottom of this thing, at least we try to create an opportunity. Or or to just, again, have those have those dialogues that lead to action. Yeah. Because the action yeah, yeah. needs to be 
we need to be more in our communities. We need to be more involved in the political process. We need to be more involved in our kids' lives, schools, things of that nature. Because again, all of this is connected. All of this connected to that to that tissue, that economics and education. If we fix those things, and we can start to fix some of the other symptoms that are derived from those root causes. No doubt. Okay. Now, random disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> now, for that individual who's done what he needs to do, or done what he's supposed to, all he's supposed to do, at a fucking football game and hit the wrong motherfucker, you goofy bitch. <laughs> okay? Okay? Look, if you don't know how to shoot, You ain't taking care of nobody other than your your motherfucking self because you ended up taking the life of, of a promising little you know little girl that didn't do nothing to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Still had the rest of her life ahead of her. So usually on Joffrey mo- moments, I tend to cringe or or sit in the corner and kind of let them ride this one out. But man, I 1,000% agree with you, man. You 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 a you a bitch in the highest order and you a sucker all day long. And I hope they and I hope they handle that. You know what I'm saying? When you go sit down somewhere, when they you go sit down, I hope I hope it's some real men in there that, that they handle that. Your and, ass and, out. Yeah, I, and and kind of kind of teach you what need to be taught because hey. you know. Uh, side note, side story on that. Um, shout out to, to my uh, my cousin Maurice Neal. Um, I lost my cousin in the same manner to this. You know oh what I'm man, saying? you know, in a park, random situation. Uh, it was. You know, when we was growing up, we was both, uh, I think Reese was, uh, Reese was 12 and I was 11. Uh, somebody walked up to a park, you know, walked up to him at a park and was like, are you blood or club? Because mm. he didn't say nothing and they shot him in the eye and killed him. Mm. Just that simple. So I, I 1000% understand this from that, from that perspective and that will forever have changed my life. So I know what it, it feels like to take somebody who's promising and whose lives still have meaning and still didn't get to reach their potential. So, for the folks that's out there hurting, for the folks that's out there going through what they need, what they're going through, you know, my hearts and prayers go out to you. And for the people that are committing this shit, you need to get you some help. You need to get you in a better situation because I promise you, that energy's coming back to your ass. No doubt. Check this out, because you's a whole bitch. You can't get around people like you because they bitches too, and you can't be trusted. So you by yourself. Uh, and that's coming from what we do on STL.com. You a male without a tail. Yo, straight up. Damn you, I see. And at me if you feel a different way. Yo, straight up. You know how to get at us. This is what we doing. We out.
Hey man, we out of here, bro. Hold on, hold on. We, 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 we got to go, bro. We, 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 we got to go.